Thank you, Fran, very, very much. Glad you're here at Grace today. We're going to celebrate this beautiful Sunday morning, right? right? I know it's drizzling, but we can pretend. We're in the house of the Lord, and that's the important part. Pastor Will here, substituting this morning. Good to see you all here, and our friends uh, via the internet. Glad you're with us as well. We are going to praise the Lord this day. We have a whole bunch of good things planned for you, including when it comes time for coffee and fellowship, we'll be in the fellowship hall next door, okay? So you know, you don't have to worry about melting anybody. We have a place reserved just for you. Okay, oh, I've got, this is one of my least favorite announcements, so let's get it over with. Daylight savings. Next week, I'm just letting you know, it's happening whether you, we like it or not. But next Sunday morning, be prepared to get here an hour early, okay? Yeah, don't be late. Okay, the date for Vacation Bible Camp uh, is June the 24th through 28th. You might want to put that on the calendar and see if you would be available to help us with that great program. Easter lilies will be on the patio next week. You can order them, okay? See someone on the patio where you can order your Easter lilies. And then there's Easter candy, of course. God can't have Easter without the candy. Uh, yeah, we're going to have candy. We'd like donations for candied eggs for the Easter hunt. Uh, little things that you could put in those eggs We'd appreciate those donations. Uh, bring them uh, next Sunday or the Sunday after that. Or if you happen to be at church during the week, drop that off, please. And your Holy Week schedule should be here on the back of your bulletin so you can mark your calendar, plan ahead for all the events of Holy Week, uh, prayer requests. Uh, we do that through Kim Sparkman, and you'll see contact information there. Uh, let's see. Oh, wrote myself a note. Since this is Communion Sunday, our friends uh, online there, just letting you know, uh, might want to prepare your elements for you folks partaking with us at home, okay? Just a little warning. And then with the Fellowship of Coffee, it's not just Fellowship of Coffee, it's Birthday Sunday. Yeah. yeah. quite a birthday, but uh, one of the reasons uh, Pastor John isn't here, his father is retiring from the ministry after decades of Christian service. And so what they're doing is they're, they're going out to where their father is having his retirement Sunday. And they're going to show up and sur be surprise him. Okay? So that's a great thing for them to do. Just pray for their, their traveling safety.
Good morning. Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you're able and join me now in our responsive call to worship. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my Spot and my Redeemer. Let us worship God. Pray with me now. O Holy One of Israel, in Christ you call us to dwell in your favor. We gather to praise you and worship your name. You are the rock that keeps us from falling the Redeemer who can save us from sin. You set us upon the sure foundation of your commandments. You cleanse us from all unrighteousness through the gift of your Son. Accept our words as we honor your judgment and be pleased with your worship as we respond to Christ's call. Amen.
be seated. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Gracious God, you set us within the temple of your grace and mercy. Hear us now as we confess our sin. We still carry our business into your sanctuary. As we enter, our motives are not just to worship your name. We want our needs met rather than Christ's will that calls us. We seek our own satisfaction before we can turn to your ways. As Christ got angry and overturned the tables, keep us from receiving what may be our good. Rather, hear our confession and forgive us our sin. Let us in silence confess our sins before God. The assurance of God's grace is declared in the name of Jesus Christ. 
we accept God's forgiveness, confident that in dying to sin, Christ raises us to new life. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Peace be to God. So please take a moment, greet some people around you, especially look for those you haven't seen for a while, and make new friends.
Guess what time it is? It's kids time. Zoe Jameson, you want to come on up? You can be shy back there. Want to come up with the kids? I don't bite. Much. Much. <laughs> hey. How you guys doing? Come sit next to me. Oh, this is nice. Hey, oh, oh there you go. <laughs> Tried to divide and conquer, and it didn't work. Hey, do you guys like to follow the rules? Do you like to listen to your mom and dad? Huh? Do you like to listen to your mommy and daddy? Do you follow the rules? What would happen if we didn't have any rules? What would happen? What would happen if you didn't listen to mommy and daddy or we didn't have rules like, you know, to, to follow the road rules, to follow the rules in school? It would be chaos, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah, like you guys talking, you know, and not listening to me. That's perfectly fine, you know? That's, it's like chaos. <laughs> well, Jesus, the Lord, created the Ten Commandments. And we need to follow the Ten Commandments. Just think if people didn't follow the rules on the road. I don't want to stop at that stop sign. I'm going to go through. I want to go. I want to ride in the opposite direction on the northbound 15. I don't want to go the right way. The world would just blow up like it's my sermon is blowing up here on stage, you know? <laughs> but God always wants us to follow the rules because without the rules and without God's law, when God tells us not to lie and he tells us not to be jealous, <laughs> so we just have to learn how to follow the rules. And you know what? With rules, we get protected, right? We are protected when we follow the rules. We might not like them. We might not like them. Come here, Jameson. We <laughs> might not like to follow the rules, but anytime there's a rule, especially from God, it's for our protection because he loves us so much. And I love you guys too. You are a challenge that I just love. Okay, <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for Zoe and Jameson and all the children. Uh, may they follow your laws and your ways, and may they walk in your truth. We just thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may leave. You may leave. You may leave. Our first scripture lesson is from Exodus chapter 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me. But showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, 
for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. All of you uh, folks of Irish descent, we got your uh, hymn in, didn't we? <laughs> in case you didn't recognize that. That is an Irish hymn. So our scripture lesson comes to us from Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, uh, part of the first chapter, verses 18 to 25. I'm going to depend upon the screen to tell me which uh, 
version we have today. <laughs> okay. All right. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. This, then, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's truth that it's come down to us. May your spirit move among us to give us hearing, but also understanding and when we go home, the application of what the message is for each of us this day. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So my journey this week has taken me on several directions, but mostly to include perspectives on wisdom. Okay? The Jews, Paul says, look for signs. And they stumble over the, the cross as something that is weak. Now, I find it interesting, if you've been paying attention to our recent messages, Jesus performed all kinds of signs, did he not? He healed people, wrote, uh, yeah, raised one from the dead, healed the sick, fed thousands of people. The signs... And it's interesting today, if you go to Jerusalem, you're familiar with the Wailing Wall. And if you're at the Wailing Wall, if you look slightly to the left, there's an old arch, which was part of a bridge into the old city. Underneath that bridge, Hebrew scholars are studying the scriptures, reading the Old Testament, reading prophecies about the Messiah. Now, right nearby, and it's not much of a walk, was the pool of Bethesda, where a man who was crippled was healed by Jesus. Five minutes later, you will find, if you walk in the other direction, you'll see the pool of Siloam, where a blind man was healed. The signs were everywhere. So what was the problem? The problem was then they could not accept a suffering Messiah. The cross was of no value to them. Paul talks about the Greeks who prized wisdom. I love this from Aristides, the Greek philosopher. He said, everyone he met on the street was a wise man who had his own solutions to the problems of the day. Yeah, they're all wise in Corinth. <laughs> all right? Now, I, Jackie and I have visited Corinth, and I, I remember three things, it was, well, four things. It was a nice sunny day, and 
Off in the distance on top of a hill was a fortress, okay? If you're thinking in Greek terms, that's the Acropolis, the Acropolis, that which is above the safe place, that's above the city. Also there were six giant columns of Corinthian marble, which is what was left over the temple from Apollo. And over here in what was then the marketplace was something that's a platform called a dema, right? My Greek expert here, I'm calling on her. <laughs> the bema then is a flat, flat platform that the orators used to use to, since we're in the marketplace, they had a free audience. And they would say and pontificate and orate and do say great things. What the tourists do is they go up there one by one having their selfies taken, pretending to be the Apostle Paul, of course. In fact, he spent a year and a half there in Corinth. I find it interesting. Near Corinth, bus drive in Corinth, is an amphitheater. It's called Epidaurus. And Epidaurus, <laughs> give me a minute. Okay. Epidaurus is one of these perfect acoustic places. So every, all the tourists are told to go up on, on the steps and sit up there. And down at the bottom, down at the middle, the guy does this. And from 200 feet away, you can hear the coin hit the ground. And the amazing thing is, from 200 feet away, you can hit the ground. But the message that Paul preached about the cross, they don't hear that. Why? Because it, it's not wise. And that is the rub then, is it not? God's wisdom versus our human wisdom, that which we're grown up with, that which we're taught, that which we remember. Yeah. The Greeks were so wise, they couldn't accept the cross either. But then I look at our own civilization, right? I mean, like the Corinth, we live in a cosmopolitan society. We are at the junction of major trade routes, north and south, as well as across the Pacific. Very similar situation. We're highly educated people, very similar to Corinth in so many ways. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people say, I don't need the cross, I'm doing just fine. And that's where God's wisdom, God's wisdom comes into play, does it not? I, I, I love the phone guy. I don't know if you heard this, the phone guy from a commercial. Uh, he's walking across the street with his phone. And the car has to hit the brakes to keep from hitting him. And instead of being thankful, he points to his phone and saying, hey, I'm on the phone. You're interrupting my conversation. Remember that one? It, it is so, such a, captures our age when it comes to God trying to break into our day-to-day -day world. So focused. Now I will say this, that phones are wonderful. Internet's great. Job searches, staying in touch with friends and family, it's terrific. But when those gadgets become the only reality that we see, then God cannot break in 
with his message of love and forgiveness. God's way, then, is found in the cross. The death of Christ reveals God's wisdom and power because there is a resurrection. And because of that power, when we acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, a son of God who died on the cross for our sins, who rose from the dead, and who will com come again to complete God's kingdom, then the perspective changes completely. Yeah, Jesus' cross is a stumbling block for a lot of people. Jews want signs, Greeks want wisdom, and his humble death failed to impress many people today. And yes, unless you happen to have Christian friends, social media probably doesn't have much to say about Jesus either. But Jesus, God says, there is another way. That's the message from Paul. There is another way. It's Lenten. It's Lent. It's about the cross. It's about the atonement. It's about paying the debt for our sins. It's about God's love extended to all of us each and every day. When I was in middle school, I had a wonderful Sunday school teacher, and he talked about the journey of life and how Jesus wants to walk with you each and every day. You don't have to go it alone. And so, I don't know if you picked up the phrase from the choral anthem this morning, but there was that part, the, the, the do this part in that anthem. And that is, plant him in your heart today. Hear the message, take it into your heart, live it each and every day. How do we do that? Spend time with Jesus, walk with him, feel his support for all the challenges that we have day by day. Let him speak words of encouragement to you. Ask for his wisdom for the decisions you make. Let him be your guide and imitate him. You know, it's the best form, is it not? Flattery, best form of love and concern is imitation. So how do we do this? Walk with him every day. Now, I have, suspect I have some folks who went to Sunday school here. Right? See some hands. A few of you. Okay. All right. Sunday school, they taught us a song. And it goes like this. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, but a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and all who will trust and obey. And then there's the chorus, which goes like? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So thank you, Lord.
Lord, we bring our offering to you today so that through your church, you would show justice and mercy to those who suffer, those who are on the edge, those who don't know you but need to hear your message of love and concern. And even those who need to learn that there are commands and that you have given them to us for our own benefit. Use our offering and our efforts that we do each and every day as an offering to you in thanksgiving for your love, for your sacrifice on the cross, and for your spirit guiding our church day by day. Amen. Remember, there is an offering plate in the back, and those of you online, you're encouraged to click and make a donation at this time.
your friend. Thank you, Jane. So as we come to the, oh, I found something on the table here. It says, Pastor Will. All right. Looks like a card. Oh, you're invited to join me at a supper to celebrate our special relationship. Whether you call it communion, Lord's Supper, breaking the bread, the point is this, you're invited and oh, Brings me friends. Words by saying, I enjoy sharing this moment with all who believe in me. That's our invitation then to join in communion, to participate in the table of the Lord. So Lord, we pray that this day you would be with us, that you would take these elements, and feed us and sustain us, granting us your presence, your strength, showing us again your love. We pray it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and then he passed it on to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this, remembering me. Remember here at, at Grace, we partake of the bread silently, and then we share the cup together.
After the same manner, our Lord took the cup and he had supped saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It is for the forgiveness of sins. Also do this as often as you remember, as you do in remembrance of me until I come again. So we thank you and praise you, Lord, for this time together, these special moments in which you touch us with the means of grace, which you extend your love to us again. 
where you invite us to walk with you each day in the coming week. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for this church. Praise you for your kindness, your goodness, your love on the cross. Amen. So for our morning prayer, Lord, this day we lift up those who have personal concerns and needs for healing, for strength, for patience and love in family relationships, for guidance for the job that we need. for the presence that you give us each and every day as we walk with you in faith. The realization that we have been called to live at this time for a special purpose. Who we love, who we talk to, who we are with. We have a chance to make a difference because you have made a difference in our lives. That cross then which Paul lifted up, that cross is not only a symbol, it is to us the very embodiment of your love for us. So guide us in the coming week and be with sisters and brothers around the world, those who worship you, but not necessarily in safety, those who believe in you, but yet are a significant minority, but also where you are worshiped and praised and glorified for all to see and hear. May your name be raised up this day. For Jesus' sake we pray it. Amen. Let us pray the prayer which Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing our closing hymn, Trust and Obey.
this morning? <laughs> Our Greek lady here. So, as we go into the world today, whatever you're facing this week, whether that's a medical appointment or a job interview or being with some people who are very disagreeable. As my <laughs> Sunday school teacher once said, Jesus will go with you. He will be there. Trust in him. So grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.